Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Kevin Durant is back. One of the top NFL draft prospects has a warrant out for his arrest. And the Senators landed the biggest fish in the NHL trade deadline sea. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. As exciting as it was for the Phoenix Suns to trade for Kevin Durant, they did it while Kevin Durant was hurt. Well, Kevin Durant is back and back in a big way. A 105-91 win for the Suns over the Charlotte Hornets. Yes, it was against the Charlotte Hornets, but KD looked like KD. 23 points in 27 minutes. Joining me now from Lockdown Suns, Brendan Clean and, and Brendan you know, normally I would ask, like, what did we learn in a moment like this? Uh, I, I don't know that we learned a ton, but in terms of the chemistry with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, this looked pretty seamless. KD, for his part, said he was nervous. What was just your first impression here? The first impression, I think, is that Kevin Durant was able to look like Kevin Durant, yeah. and that is on a, a variety of scales, right? I mean, the fact that he was hurt with that right MCL sprain, you, you mentioned it. He hasn't played in almost two months. He... As he admitted, we didn't know. We felt good about how he might fit, but you never know for sure. And there is this obvious quick pace to this uh, integration process with 20 games left in the season, now just 19. And so for him to come out and score 23 points on 10 of 15 shooting, only two turnovers, and just look like the crazy efficient version of himself that we've always seen, a defensive difference maker as well with the two blocks and some difference making plays on that end, I think that's what surprised me is that they were able to hit the ground running and that it did feel so seamless. How much of that is that Chris Paul, especially this season, has looked like a diminished version of himself. One of eight shooting in what has been one of the worst shooting seasons of his career. And we're just not getting that high level Chris Paul. Like if if that's what you're getting, maybe you need a superstar score. And guess what? Kevin Durant, superstar score. Yeah, they absolutely needed another score even back when Chris Paul was at that level. And so that is that is for sure. I think with Paul, um, look, I think this might just be what he is uh, for the rest of the season. Not not one of eight shooting. You want, you want more than that. You want better than that. But mostly in that he wasn't looking to score. And you saw also DeAndre Ayton get 16 points for himself, 7 of 10 shooting uh, for him. And, and it is going to probably be from, from those two and Booker predominantly uh, as far as scoring goes. And, and Paul can really just be that that guy who kind of moves the chess pieces around and do whatever. So yeah, it helps that that guy who's notorious for having his hands and fingerprints all over every possession has taken a back seat, but it's still pretty impressive. And I think speaks to the versatility and just talent that that this dude has, that he was able to come in off the injury first game in a new city on the road and and deliver what he's done countless times in his career. And you mentioned Devin Booker's name, but we should mention Devin Booker had 37 points in this game. He, yeah. he was he was very good. And and if you're going to bring in a superstar when you have two other guys, certainly two other guys by name are superstars, even if Chris Paul is not at that level anymore in terms of his quality of play. Someone like Kevin Durant, who played with Kyrie Irving and James Harden and did so when those guys were healthy really well. And then of course, 
what he did in Golden State with Steph Curry. Um, it, it seems like he is the, the perfect guy here. What did you see between the chemistry between Devin Booker and, and Kevin Durant with Booker able to still get everywhere he needed to get to? It honestly looked a lot like those Nets teams that you just mentioned, right? I mean, with Golden State, it was a lot of integrating Durant into the heavy structure that they have. Now they have a very strange dynamic, right? Where it's developing structure to have less of it. The Warriors do their thing. Right. With the Nets, it's it was sort of these three soloists in a big band, right? And and it felt that way. And I think that's what you really saw against Charlotte tonight with Booker and Durant. They combined for 60, and yet you feel like they barely even were involved in actions together. It didn't feel like, okay, you know, Durant setting a screen for Booker in a pick and roll, or they're going to, you know, team up in this way or that way and, and, and whatever. You really just point to they both did their own thing and they were very efficient doing it. I think that's probably reason for optimism as well. One, that's kind of how things get in the playoffs oftentimes. And two, that gives you some some runway, some mountain to climb to get better yet still when those two guys are actually playing together rather than separate. Stay up to date all year on the Phoenix Suns by following Locked On Sports today and Locked On Suns on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, a top draft prospect has an uncertain future ahead of him. Before we get into that, the Ravens general manager shed some light on Lamar Jackson's contract talks. Was that an Aaron Rodgers joke? The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money lines to point scorers and threes drained. Or you can check out tonight's game between the Raptors and the Wizards. FanDuel likes how Toronto has been playing recently and has the Raptors favored on the road by a point. You can also combine multiple prop bets in one into a same game parlay for an even bigger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The negotiation dynamic between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens is different. Just ask Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta. Yeah, well, I mean, you have a lot of regard for the player, first and foremost. I think when you deal with an agent, sometimes you're able to speak, you know, very freely, um, you know, position yourself a certain way. You have different arguments that you can use that maybe you wouldn't say to a player. Or, you know, so I think that's part of it. Um, there's a lot of respect, tremendous respect, because I'm with a player like Lamar, a player like Roquan Smith, who also represented himself every day. You see the commitment. You understand where they're coming from. Um, so it's definitely a, a different dynamic. It can be challenging, but uh, it's doable, as we've proven, and we continue to be optimistic about it. Baltimore wants to avoid having to use the franchise tag. The tag would take up all of the Ravens' available salary cap space and severely limit what the team can do in free agency, which potentially includes adding a much-needed wide receiver and a starting cornerback. If you read between the lines of what Chris Ballard is saying, you can almost see the Indianapolis Colts drafting Bryce Young should they get the opportunity. You want a guy that's got a fast mind who's, who's, who's accurate. Like, we get caught up in arm strength, the guys that is accurate, and then who makes plays when the game's on the line. 
Um, and they, and I know I'm going to get this question, but like I think we're seeing today, they come in all different shapes and sizes. I mean, you look around the league, and and I think you can track this back to seven on seven back in high schools 20, 25 years ago when they started. That more kids that you know you're getting a lot more athletes playing the position. So they're going to come in different shapes, different sizes, some tall, some short, some athletes. Um, the ability to move, navigate the pocket, escape from the pocket, create plays with your feet. I mean, all those are things that we're seeing in our league. Not that we haven't seen them before, but I think it's even become more prevalent. And then there's Jim Irsay, who is name-dropping Bryce Young at press conferences, and you don't even need to read between the lines. Golden State Warriors star Stephen Curry could return from his left leg injury during the team's three-game road trip next week, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Curry has not played since February 4th when he suffered a left leg injury. The Warriors said this past Wednesday that Curry was making good progress in his recovery, and he'd been set for another reevaluation this week. Golden State's road trip begins Sunday against the LA Lakers without LeBron James. Then they play the Oklahoma City Thunder on Tuesday and Memphis on Thursday. On the hardwood, the Celtics look to get their first win of the season against the Cavaliers. Celtics build a 21-point lead, let go of the rope a little too early, but still held on to beat the Cavs for the first time this season. I'm John Corrales with the Lockdown Celtics podcast. There are two reasons why the Celtics were able to do this. Number one, Jason Tatum was super aggressive, attacking the rim first and then getting three-pointers off of that. 15 of his 21 shots were not three-pointers. He shot four of six from three after missing his first two, four in a row. He got to the free throw line 14 times. This is the recipe for Jason Tatum to be the MVP candidate. 41 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists. You pile up the 41 points at the free throw line and not putting up a ton of three pointers. You're not Damian Lillard. The other thing, the Celtics limited the Cavs after a 10 second chance point first quarter, just six the rest of the way, the rebounding fell in Boston's favor big time after that first quarter. That leads to a big win and a potential playoff preview against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Battle of New York took place between the Nets and the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. So I was watching this really cool NBA 2K stream earlier today and the Knicks beat the Nets 142 to 118. It was crazy. They had 81 points in the first half. Like, how does that even happen? Oh, oh, that was a real game. <laughs> Never mind. Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks here. And yes, the Knicks had 81 points in the first half, 142 in regulation, absolutely burning the nets off in this game. <laughs> no pun intended, although whatever. They shot 20 of 35 from three. And Jalen Brunson erupts for 30 points in the first half, 39 points overall. Julius Randle finishes with 21, 8, and 8. Quentin Grimes catches fire from behind the arc, shooting 6 of 9. Very nice. And it was just a fantastic game for the Knicks. Hopefully more video game performances to come. Here is another story you need to know. Just 30 minutes before the biggest interviews of Jalen Carter's career at the NFL Combine, a bombshell dropped. The Athens Clark County Police Department issued an arrest warrant on two misdemeanor charges of reckless driving in connection with a January crash that took the lives of former Georgia offensive lineman Devin Willick and team staffer 
Chandler LaCroix. It was a heartbreaking situation in January, and now this pangs over Jalen Carter's future. Joining me now from Lockdown SEC, Chris Gordy. And, and Chris, aside from the timing of this, which is just absolutely brutal, what was your initial reaction to this report shedding light on what was a big story at the time and continues to be one in the Georgia program? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we got to give credit to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They were the ones who broke the story that, uh, you know, according to reports that they knew, Jalen Carter was within the vicinity and and was actually nearby when that accident happened, uh, despite him telling police, you know, he was a mile away. And then, uh, you know, within that storyline coming out, we find out, oh, wait, no, he was driving another vehicle with that one and they were racing. Look, it was a crazy day. It was a, a the championship parade at in Athens at the University of Georgia. They had a big ceremony in the stadium, and afterwards, everybody went out partying, drinking, and having fun and all that. But it also comes with a certain part of responsibility. Figure out a ride home, have an Uber, ride share, whatever. And unfortunately, it sounds like some bad decisions were made. And now, look, you know, for for Jalen Carter, he's going to get pinned here with. Uh, two misdemeanor charges, reckless uh, driving and and street racing, and those will go away very quickly. He'll pay a fine or whatever. Um, you know, he, it doesn't sound like he's going to be implicated with the, the deaths of the people that 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 were uh, involved here, and probably shouldn't have based on what the facts we know. But it does show poor judgment, and I think that's what NFL teams are going to knock him for. And the Chicago Bears, who some people have mocked, you know, Jalen Carter going number one overall to them, suddenly. I think he slides down on some of those boards because I think they say he showed, you know, a couple of lacks, uh, lack in judgment here on top of, hey, those were your friends involved in a car wreck and you left the scene. Not a great look for Jalen Carter. Yeah. And then and then allegedly lied to police about it. All of this um, leads to an ugly situation. Uh, just as ugly in a lot of in a lot of ways is that I think most people assume a lot of NFL teams just will not care about this because Jalen Carter is the kind of prospect that can, for lack of a better phrase, get away with it because he's that good. In fact, Charles McDonald from um, Yahoo reported at the combine, he he spoke to some, some sources at teams and they essentially said, we don't think this is going to affect his draft stock that much, if at all. It is interesting though, Chris, Todd McShay caught a lot of heat back in December when he made some comments about Jalen Carter and his um, standing in that locker room, this could, this could lead us to a place where NFL teams go, maybe there's a lot to look into here, maybe more than we realized and forces a, a closer look at a player who, as I mentioned, might've been good enough to get one of those. We're not going to look too hard at this kind of situations. Now, maybe they do. Yeah. If I'm the teams, I just want to know details. I mean, look, you know, it, it, if they find out anything that, you know, he was maybe he maybe swerved with the other vehicle and caused them to crash. OK, him racing the other vehicle. And we don't know if he was intoxicated. We do know the driver of the vehicle, Chandler LaCroix, was intoxicated. If it was just street racing, look, it's not the best, but he didn't pull the wheel and, and force them to crash. Right. So, you know, we talk about culpability here. We don't know. It doesn't sound like any criminal charges are going to come. Maybe a civil case now that these details have come out. So we'll see where that goes. But at the end of the day. Like I said, I think it was poor lack in judgment on his choice, you know, on his part to to be driving the vehicle, probably intoxicated. I'm assuming if everybody else was drunk in the other cars, he probably had a few. But again, don't want to just assume. But on the other part, you know, for him to leave the scene, that's probably the reasoning why I had had a few. I'm I'm projected to be a top five draft pick. I don't want to get caught at this scene, albeit, hey, 
that's your teammate over there dying in the vehicle right there. You might want to go check on him. So again, there's a lot of things that teams are going to go through here. And, and again, like you said, sometimes your talent, when your talent outweighs the issues that follow you, Hey, teams are willing to, to look past that and take a chance on him. And I do still think he'll go very high, but it reminds me a little bit of a couple of years ago, Lael Collins mm. uh, from LSU was, uh, his name was, he was brought in for questioning in the murder of a, of a former girlfriend. And it was just questioning, but, the police in, in Baton Rouge didn't say that. It was kind of like, oh, he might be a suspect. And he fell off draft boards. He was a guy expected to go in the first round. Jerry Jones and the Cowboys took a chance on him. But that was a guy who was projected first round pick, went undrafted. I don't know if it's going to happen here with Jalen Carter, but I do think some teams are going to drop him on their boards because of the lack of empathy, the lack of, uh, like I said, uh, responsibility here in this case. Stay up to date all year on the SEC by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On SEC on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Ottawa Senators pulled off the trade every NHL team wish they could. Everybody wanted Jacob Chikorin, and only one team could trade for him. Much to the delight of Ross Levitan, host of Locked on Senators, it was Ottawa who landed him. We're so happy that Jacob Chikrin's coming home to the nation's capital. I know he's born in Florida, but his dad's an Ottawa area guy. Played in the NHL in Florida while he was born, but comes back here every summer. And the rumor was all of last summer that he wanted to move to come to Ottawa. And we don't get that often, Brett. Guys wanting to make Ottawa their permanent location. And with two years left on his contract at 4.6, I mean, whoever was going to get him was getting an impact player. And when you say the biggest fish has moved, I'm having flashbacks of the draft with Alex Debrinkit, And it's the same type of return. Only picks. No prospects. And Sens fans are really high on Shane Pinto and Ridley Gregg, and that's who each team wanted. There was rumors going into the season. Coyotes were standing firm. We want Shane Pinto as a part of the deal. I got ratioed pretty hard by saying I wouldn't do it. I mean, you look <laughs> at a guy who's potential versus what they've actually done. And then the most recent rumor, Darren Dreger reported that Mad Sogard was an option for Arizona, but he was just named the NHL's Rookie of the Month, 4 and one unbelievable start to his career six foot seven goalie last time they traded one of those away brett it ended up being um, ben bishop he turned out pretty good so you don't want to move those guys but you look at what ottawa's done right now super exciting that they're adding an impact defenseman to the mix the only question and we're going to get into this a lot on locked on senators is who moves to the right side because they've got shabbat sanderson even brantstrom to a lesser extent already playing on the left side chicker and left shot are you going to move him over? Who's playing their offside? It's going to be fascinating to watch develop. Stay up to date all year on the Ottawa Senators by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Senators on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. And finally, starting in 2024, the PGA Tour will no longer require top players to participate in certain events. The players, the four major championships, if the players are eligible and the three FedEx Cup playoff tournaments and additional eight designated events, which haven't yet been announced. Instead, according to the PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan's memo, the Tour will focus on ensuring purse size, elimination of a cut, and FedEx Cup point distributions to sufficiently incentivize top performers to participate in the designated events. These changes are a direct response by the Tour to the threat of Live Golf, though after their first televised event of the season fell flat, it's clear that Live is... Still the one that needs to catch up. They are giving the PGA Tour a lot of good ideas, which is actually what the XFL did to the NFL back in the day. But that, that's not going to mean that Liv overtakes the PGA Tour anytime soon. 
Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, just how good is Anthony Richardson? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.